Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. On today's episode, we have Courtney Glaser joining us all the way from Fort Worth, Texas, where it's 90 degrees. So we're kind of enjoying that through our Zoom. Incredibly. <laughs> Living incredible. vicariously. There's so many awesome things about Courtney that we're going to learn today. And she has created herself a nice, solid million dollar business through social media. So we're really excited to hear all about the journey it took to get there, to get to know a little bit more about you, Courtney. First, let's get caught up, girls, on what's going on. Oh my. I'm six days out. Six days out, baby. This has been the countdown of the year. Women Who Rise is out in six more days. So it has been really crazy. Can I say like there has been anxiety moments throughout this, but I feel like it's like, boom, I've hit the wall. I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. This is like, there's no turning back. It's already published. It's already out there. So here I come. Yeah. That's yeah. my you get that life story right at you. Yeah. It's when you be so exciting to watch you become a best selling author. It was one of the craziest days of my life. It was yeah. so exciting. It was yeah. so crazy that I ran over to Penelope's and just hugged her because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to process these emotions. Uh, so our guest Courtney's like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. I'm taking notes. I'm like, what do I need to get next? Yeah. <laughs> you will see it if you follow Tara on social media, you will see she is a featured co-author in a book coming out called Women Who Rise. All right. Yay. Yep. And then Amy and Penelope were in Women Who Illuminate last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. So I, I started my, a new nutrition plan. I hired a, a new coach. So I've been going back and forth with this for months. And part of it was that I knew once I was being held accountable that I'd be being held accountable. So it's one of those like scary, but you know, it's perfect timing because now I can't say I'm too busy to cook, which I generally do that. So I'm like, no you know, excuses. yeah, so I did find lots of excuses. And now I've been looking at, I've been watching that for like almost six months. So I finally bit the bullet. Um, it's been, I've been trying to do more mental work. Like I'm going to have fun making this chicken enchilada soup versus, oh, I have to cook again. Like trying to really work on like how I'm approaching it finding new recipes that work for my lifestyle when we do open back up, you know, um, and things are going to be a lot different because, you know, Mike and I are talking this weekend, which is exciting. We're, we're coming up with a plan um, to open the gym back up with probably more extended hours, uh, meaning I'll be there more, um, <clears throat> which is fine. I'll do what I need to do to keep Red Panda yeah, there. Um, yeah. Um, so I've really like, and, and learning, you know, tracking every single bite, that I'm eating. So it's just one of those things that I know that it takes a couple weeks. So, you know, the fear that there's a little bit of fear that goes when you make a change and it really isn't that big of a change. It's just more work for me, but I'm excited. I'm on but day three. So I feel really good. With your yeah. athletic, you know, you eat for your athleticism. Right. You know? um, and you have specific goals and I love how you align it, you know, and it's just shifting gears is weird. You it know? is. But, yeah, you have it in you. You have it in you too. Like allowing myself to have a better relationship with food 
in general? Like, cause I kind of look at it like, okay, well, if I eat that ice cream bar, I'm not going to be able to lift the weights. That's the relationship I started to have. And this company really works on mindset. So, um, you know, I have a coach that I can email and be like, Hey, listen, like, you know, I'm, th- these are my fears. This is what, you know, like, this is what I become obsessed with. <laughs> I have that personality. So I'm very, you know, open with that. Um, and I'm hoping, and a lot of the people like in the Facebook group really talk about how their relationship with food and the founder too, like that's her big thing is we're going to create a relationship, a healthy relationship and you get to achieve your goals. So yeah, I'm excited. Win-win. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No Oreos. <laughs> I can ha- I can eat, I can like, there's no restriction. I'm kidding. But it's more of Oreos. like, like, but if I eat them, she's going to know. And then I'm going to have to put in how many I eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think for me, what's exciting is I have been so torn with my business, what to do because of being in the middle of this pandemic going on. Was it time to uh, invite people to a program where they had to shop for specific foods and they had to eat a certain way, et cetera. Um, but I think enough time has gone on and I put my feelers out in my groups and people are ready. They want some sense of normalcy and feeling good and empowerment. So I am launching my mini reset again on Sunday. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Yes. So, and I've been making some changes to my website. I've been updating my guidebooks. Um, and that has been so, so good for me. I really, there, this whole time at home, we've talked about in our previous episodes, um, at first, it felt like everything was pulled away from me in my life, but I have realized that this has truly been the gift of time, and I am maximizing it, and I don't want to go back to my regular life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. You don't have to. Uh, yes. Um, and then also kind of uh, ran, running into Courtney and kind of the things that she's involved in was something I had been kind of researching. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to launch my program again. Very, very excited to work with people. It's kind of the thing that brings me joy. exactly and I think I I think this is it this is the time like I gave Mark a pretty specific shopping list and the only thing he couldn't find me at the time was uh grass-fed butter Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm pretty blessed in the sense like before a couple weeks ago a lot of that stuff wasn't on the shelves but now you know it seems that you know the healthy food's back and yeah and I'm resourceful enough and and, you know I know my stuff so if they have something I know how to help them redirect and still exactly the mini reset isn't isn't specific macros like the way shrinker the mini reset is low carb it's a lifestyle it's just shifting and it's group support so I felt that was loose enough for me to do right now so I'm excited for you I saw your live I saw the post and everybody like oh my god she's back let's do this I told you this is this is so needed and I am yeah. so excited for you. This yeah, is so my clients don't realize that I need it as much as they do mentally, like just seeing their energy. Yeah. So I feed off of it. You know, it's wonderful. So. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I went for a walk yesterday, like just a walk, like takes me about 25 minutes. Took me two hours because everyone was outside. Everyone wants to talk. Like it's really interesting to me because I love the psychology side of a lot of things and including myself. Like I saw myself have a really rough week this week. week like okay, we made it to May, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. And, and I think there's just like, and it literally, I was gone for two hours and my husband was like, where'd you go? I was like, oh, I made it down like half the way. And then I saw Jay and then I made another half and I saw his wife and we talked for another 20 minutes. And then I saw my neighbor and we walked six feet apart. Yeah. Like, so we we live in Jersey, right? And Jersey's not the most outgoing typically at first right, right. Um, yeah. people are so busy we, you see somebody you act like you don't see them you know like you just kind of i'm busy you're busy let's just keep going people are now like hi oh my 
each other again. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get to speaking with our guest today. I'm super excited for you guys to hear from Courtney. Um, Courtney Glaser is a 37 year old woman from Fort Worth, Texas. I love people from Texas. They are like so I know. friendly. Like I want to go there so bad. Um, she is a wife and a mama of two and she is very proudly sober. Although she had three college degrees, she left corporate America five years ago and not by choice and went on to create a $10 million organization solely through social media. So you, my dear, had to make a major change in direction in your life and a lot of our listeners find themselves in that position and I know they're going to get a lot of inspiration from you. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to share my story. It makes me super emotional just hearing like, you know, taking me back to my college degrees, taking me back to that day um, of losing my job. Uh, that was such a defining moment for me. Um, do you want me to just start talking? Yes, we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. I would like to. Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. I would love to hear this journey. I'm very okay. excited. Yeah. So um, I, you know, was wild growing up. Um, I was very wild in high school and in college. And I met um, a child with autism and I fell in love with special needs and really just a world that I didn't know existed and a need that I didn't know existed. Um, so I went to school for 10 years. I got my bachelor's in special education and I became a special education teacher. I got my first master's degree in emotional behavioral disorders. Um, so I could become a behavior therapist. And then I got a second master's in um, administration, educational administration, because I really wanted to become an assistant principal and a principal. And you have to have that master's and not the other one. And I kind of didn't figure that out until I already had a master's degree. And I'm like, okay, well, why not just do another one? Um, so I was in school for 10 years. I loved what I did. I absolutely loved what I did. Um, just so much. I loved every aspect of it, the kids, the families, the teachers, just being able to empower other women. And I, I found out very quickly um, that that's really not the way the world works in every profession. Um, the more you empower people in some professions, the more your job is at, is at risk. And, you know, I didn't know really that aspect of life. Um, I have a one sister. I went to a very small high school where there was like literally 46 people in my graduating class. There wasn't a lot of competition. We were all friends. There wasn't enough for me to compete with who's going to start on the basketball team. We barely had enough for a team. And, you know, we, I didn't experience a lot in high school of calling your way to the top. It was very much like we're all here. We all have our role. Um, so, you know, fast forward to my adult life, I became a, an assistant principal very young. And I am very passionate about what I do. I am not a rule follower, meaning I am a values and ethics and morals follower. And that's very hard whenever you are governed by a government agency. You know, funding comes into play, regulations come into play. And so I was very vocal, like, I don't care that that kid, it's cheaper if he goes to this school because he has this special need. This is his home campus. And I was a huge advocate for what I felt was right. Um, Without going into too much detail, I 
I went to a training one day. I will say this. I was not very um, popular by certain people because I am very much like, I don't care how much money's in our budget. Like we need to do what's right type of person. Right. I was not, I'm not an ass kisser. Um, I'm just not, I, I'm very passionate. And so that was not that was frowned upon. Um, you know, it's more like, okay, do what you need to do, have grit. But whenever it comes to certain things, you just need to keep your mouth shut. So I didn't. And I, um, pretty soon had not a very great relationship with the person that I worked with. And one day, um, I went into work and I realized that I was hemorrhaging very bad and I ended up in the hospital and crazy as it sounds, which um, I encourage you to go Google my name if you have not Googled my name yet. Um, it was like in newspapers all over the world, in Britain, everywhere Planned Parenthood was involved. I had my IUD had gotten embedded in my left uterine wall. Well, my boss said that, well, Courtney has anxiety really bad. And when she has anxiety attacks, she always starts bleeding, which is completely like it's not a thing. Number one and number two, like there's just so much. So, like, I'll let you draw your own conclusion. <laughs> we already have. Yeah. Go <laughs> Google my name. And so, you know, at that point, it was like, will you please just resign and go away? Um, there, you can go read the comments, the details of the state of our campus at that time. And um, I said, no, I will not resign. I will not go away. I have exceeds expectations on everything I've ever done in this district for five years. Um, you'll have to fire me. And they brought me back. They gave me a raise. They gave me a promotion and they said, will you please just resign? And I was like, no, you will have to fire me because, you know, at that point it was either say, yeah, I am crazy. I bleed when I get nervous or which I was actually put on leave for feminine bleeding due to anxiety was act what was in the paperwork. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, so you know, I sat on my couch for two months and I had everything ripped apart for me while it was all kind of like investigated before they brought me back, gave me a raise, all of this. But at that time, I knew my career was over. I knew, I, I say it's like the land of the misfit toys. You don't come back from that shit. Like, yeah. I knew at that point, it was either, hi, yes, I'm crazy, or I'm going to stand up for myself. And I stood up for myself. So got a raise, got a promotion, came back, then they asked me to quit again. I refused and they terminated me, which then, you know, went on to a long two year process of several different things that I can't talk about, but I will say it doesn't matter what went on in those two years. I lost everything I had worked for for 10 years. And I knew that I would never go back to that profession because it didn't align with me morally and ethically. And I had been hurt very badly. Um, you know, like literally my whole life was turned upside down. My husband was in real estate school at the time. We had two small children at home. My daughter attended the campus that I worked at. So she had to be pulled from that school and sent to another district that we didn't even live in that district. Um, it was probably the worst thing that I've ever gone through in my entire life. And I just remember being on my couch, curled up in a ball, telling my husband, like my insurance, my life insurance ends in a month. Think, like literally thinking of my life insurance is way more than I'll ever be able to bounce back from in this world. Like, which was like $200,000. Right. And I thought like, I'll never teach again. I'll never, no one's going to hire you. You go, it's in the news. You're not getting a job. 
you know, I knew at that point I had waved my white flag and I had surrendered everything I had worked for, but I, I just, I didn't know what else to do. So that is when I found this, this career, this network marketing. And I thought at first, okay, this is weird, but whenever you're that broken and you're that stripped down, you know, I think of it, a lot of different people are in that situation in life, bankruptcy, divorce, um, the death of a spouse, the death of a child, just those things. You can't compare them all because they're all so different. But when you lose everything that brings you joy in your life in that moment, um, you don't have anywhere else to go. I kept telling myself like, okay, at least I'm alive. And at least my kids are alive. And that's just what I kept telling myself to keep going every single day. And my husband couldn't go get a job because I was not at that point mentally stable enough to go work. And I mean, I had started to think, what if I am crazy? What if when I do have anxiety, I do start bleeding? Like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, I mean, you can like totally edit this part out, but I would wear, I wore a tampon for six months straight because I was terrified what if I start my period in public and someone's like, Oh, there's that lady that bleeds on herself, you know, like oh, it really wow. like in the public scrutiny during this too. It wasn't, this wasn't a private thing going on with you in the school. Everything was taken away and it was public. Public news. It was, which I mean, I chose to agree to the interview, but at that point, you know, I say we didn't live in that district, but literally this is our district and two streets over was the school I worked at. So it's all of just a matter of details, right? So my neighborhood pool, that were the kids at my school, Walmart, um, the restaurant. We live in a very small area. I couldn't like go be normal. And people were telling me like, what's going on? Why can't you tell us where you are before they brought me back to work? Um, We're going to send the cops to your house. Are you okay? And it was just, it was insane. So That's I had crazy. to advocate yeah. for myself. Um, so mm-hmm. when all of that happened, like I said, I lost everything. Uh, and that's whenever my entrepreneur mind started turning. I was like, okay, well, I have a skill set. Like they can't take that away from me. They can't take away my passion to help other people. They And I mean, I remember that summer I was writing behavior plans in people's homes for their student, like their own children that – maybe were physically aggressive at home or had autism and had like sensory issues. And I was going into homes, just contracting. I was got a camera and learned how to take photos. I found network marketing. I was like, anything I can do to get by, I'm going to get by. Um, and that's, that's when network marketing honestly like fell into my lap. So you hit the turning uh, point, right? You hit the turning point. I definitely did. And I didn't know, you know, people say like, how were you so successful? And I said, imagine that someone is holding your life hostage in New York and you're all the way in Texas. And they tell you like, you have a year to figure it out and you get your kids back and you get your life back and you get your car back and you get everything back and and you can do it and it's going to suck. And it's going to be really, really hard like, would you fight like your life depended on it with someone else's holding on to your life? And, you know, people don't understand that is how I viewed my job, my growth in network marketing. My life did depend on it. My house payment depended on it. My car payments, my kids being able to be in gymnastics. Like I had no, nothing else. We had no savings. We had $150,000 in credit card debt. 
I remember when I finally got a little bit better emotionally, my husband's like, Courtney, I've been charging everything. I didn't want to tell you. Cause at that point I didn't care. I didn't want to even log into the bank account. Um, that sucked. Cause you know, here we are with two kids that are girls that are going to have weddings one day that are going to need cars. They're going to need braces. They're going to need all of those things. And I'm like, we can't even freaking get by like, and that's when I got introduced to this industry and I saw a few people that were successful and I thought like, I can do anything. If I can make it a like out alive through, I mean, you have to think I had to go back to work after I'd been fired and finish out that calendar year, the very first day back at work, the, um, the school that I had been, you know, put at on the land of the misfit toys had a bomb threat and all of the administration that had already decided they were firing me came and we were all in a room with the SWAT team. And I'm like, Oh great. Like I'm definitely going to start bleeding now. Cause hell yeah, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, you're funny God. Like this is real funny. Um, you know, if I could make it like smiling and going to work every day, knowing like I was already fired for the following year, I was like, I can do anything. Wow. I can anything and I just kept taking myself back to that point so um I don't know I can keep talking tell me tell me what else <laughs> a, no I'm just yeah we're all I'm just very intrigued that's that's I don't like to use the word amazing but it's an amazing story and I think truly when people see success like I'm just meeting you today right I understand that those those years happen and I think so many people quit because they see okay, well, this person achieved this, not knowing the years, the turmoil, whatever, you know, the, the grinding that goes into it. And sometimes when you're grinding, you don't realize you're grinding, yeah, right? You're like there's times when I look back and I'm like, well, like I started getting emotional when you were talking. Cause I was like, I fought, I clawed, you know, like, but I didn't know I was clawing. I was just literally getting up out of bed every morning. Like, okay, well today's the day, like, you know, you know, and putting my trust in God and, you know, but truly like that, that is a, it's, it's so, it could be obviously that there are some extremes in that, in your story. Um, but really, truly relevant to so many, so many women. And I think truly like, you know, I'm not editing out the part where you wore a tampon for six months because guess what? That's what you did. And I think that hiding from that isn't the right, like, yes, that's, that's what happens. And that's, that's okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I think there's so many, things like and I I'm very passionate about this too but you know women in sports women in an industry where I've been there like nope just do your work and be quiet and I'm like yep nope not gonna work here you know like yeah that's kind of at the point when that happened and I kind of I mean I'm not blaming my behavior on anyone else I mean but I also wouldn't change it I I was naive to you probably should shut up, you know, like, <laughs> I remember like sending emails and being like, I don't know what's going on over here, but this shit's illegal. And I'm like, oh, you probably shouldn't put that in an email, but I don't regret it because that's me and I will mm-hmm. do what's right. And at the end of the day, I will never work for somebody again. That, that where my morals and values and ethics are ever, and that is the one thing I will sacrifice anything my blood, sweat, tears, family time, but I will never sacrifice my character. And that's what I was put in a position to do. And I will never do that. I don't give a shit how much money's on the table. Here's the thing, right? You were born to be who you were meant to be. And that entire journey and everything that you went through, yeah, it 
it freaking sucked and it had a lot of highs and lows, but you wouldn't be where you are today, right? Oh. Without that journey, you wouldn't have that story to tell. And now you won't have this amazing story to tell. And you know, that legacy to put on to your children, to your girls moving forward. So that gave you and made, allowed you to dig deeper to know, like, I know who I am. I know what I can give and I'm going to freaking do it. And you did it. And I mean, right there, that's a pat on your back. And, you know, you push forward with that. And there's so many women that you're going to come across that are going to have these stories. You're going to be able to share yours and you're going to be like, like literally when you're on stage or whatever, right? You're like, look, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. Like that is that mental, that's that mindset, you know? Yes. It's beautiful. It's, it's such a, and here's the thing though, right? Your journey is not done. Like there's so much more growth. Like it's a beautiful thing. Entrepreneurship and network marketing. Oh my God. It is on the rise right now. Every day in lockdown, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? I hated my corporate job. Anyway. Good. This is what oh, I do. Every day. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, this is nothing new. Yeah, I know. I think um, something that is standing out to me too is, you know, um, I don't know what episode we're on, Amy, but we've had, we've talked to many women. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what, when this episode's going to post, I mean by that. And we sit and we listen to incredible women's stories. And I was privileged to know this working in the salon for so many years, right? You see a woman, you see her, I would see a woman walk in the salon and I would see her clothes, her pocketbook, her smile, her attitude, whatever, uh, her position. She would sit down in the chair and then we would talk and you would be like, I had no idea what was under those layers. I had no idea. And I would fall in love with people that I didn't really would have ever looked twice at because I heard their story. Right. And so it's kind of the same thing here. You know, here we introduce Courtney Glaser and she has created a $10 million, you know, network marketing empire. And you'd be like, Oh, wow. When you just started to tell your story and I haven't known you very long, I didn't know all of that about your story. Again, here we go. We see someone in their winning season. Yeah. He's someone who appears to be a certain way. And sometimes people judge, get insecure. Someone else's light makes them feel less than, and that's not it because you have been there. You have been there. I think that's so important. I tell my team, so I have about 11,000 girls on my team, and I'm like, do not compare your day 10 to my year 10. Like, you can't do that. Um, it's not fair. It's not fair to you. And I always tell my girls, like, it is, we uh, complete each other. We don't compete with each other. Yeah. Um, that's our thing, the three of us. Yeah. And actually, I think you just recently, I just went to, I just looked at your social media a little bit. You just posted about women supporting women, and that's what we do here. And the amount that, like, and we've seen it in small rooms. We've seen it, you know, at, on ca college campuses and, and the younger generation just needs to hear it. Like I am as competitive as they come, but I will still raise you up if you're doing the exact same thing I'm doing because together we're, we're so much better, so much better. And, and if you learn something like I have learned because I've coached for a long time, like I would learn from every single coach from the novice coach to the one that's been coaching for 20 years that, that you can learn from everybody. There's, and that's it's so important in this world for everyone to win and absolutely the things I started learning I I had someone check me in the gut a couple of years ago they're like honey you need to work on abundance because at the beginning when I started my comeback I was like fearful right yes. I was very fear driven and now I'm like cool like for instance if someone I talk to ends up connecting with you and your company better I'm like dude, go make a million dollars. Like 
abundance isn't what will we go get it's what will we activate that we already have inside of us and that was huge for me to realize and to learn is girl you already have what it takes within you you already have that multi-million dollar dream that multi-million dollar um whatever like activate it and i always say anyone can and not everyone will and the number one thing that'll stop anyone is your mindset and having a lack mindset versus abundance abundance in everything like you can have more than one friend you can have more than one best friend you can not have to go to the store and buy 16 rolls of toilet or 16 packages of toilet paper during a pandemic you know like just faithful uh mindset versus a fearful one was a yeah. huge shift in my journey awesome one thing i do want to touch on because i know that this is important to you and i think it's a great message to get out there i would like to tell people how i actually found you and we connected social media is really an incredible thing um so i have a lot of clients who tell me that they can't imagine giving up their nightly glass of wine and i also myself you know i'm surrounded by a lot of people we like to get together on the weekends have drinks but i am a holistic health coach and i read and i know the effects that alcohol has on us physically right so i started searching hashtags and looking at resources to share with my health coaching clients and one of the hashtags that i told a lot of my clients to follow on instagram is sober curious gray area drinking and teetotalers, right? And so these are people who are not fall down drunks, they have not lost their license, their life is not falling apart. However, they are questioning their relationship with alcohol. Yep. And that's how I found you because your Instagram handle is sober court with a K, K-O-U-R-T. Yep. Um, and so I started following you and then I was like, wait a minute, what else is going on here? There's more to this person than just her living an alcohol-free lifestyle. So do you want to share with us a little bit about how you kind of arrived to that point in your life and what a difference it's made for you? Yes. So whenever I lost my job, um, I would drink a lot. Like, it, And I didn't drink every day, but when I did, I completely lost control. I was a type of friend like why the hell would you have a glass of wine like if we're good I don't do anything small in life <laughs> I, it wasn't like am I gonna have a glass it was like hey how many bottles do we have is this worth even like getting on a mission you know like I was on a mission to numb and, and yeah. I wouldn't even numb like I really don't think people realize that not it's like that euphoric feeling of being drunk is like a high like that roller coaster like when you're coming down and everything's in your stomach and you're super excited i was chasing that feeling um and you know also inadvertently like that numbed any of my pain that i was having to process and i didn't have to process it so okay so i started drinking more um i didn't drink every day by any means but like i said when i did i literally had no control None. I mean, and people want to can argue with that and go, well, yeah, you did. No, I did not. Like when I started, I didn't stop until I woke up the next day and I'm like, where am I? Like, you know, um, I would lose all sense of control. And so partner that with becoming very successful. Like, so you have your lowest of lows and then two years in, you have your highest of highs. You were seeing things that you never even could wrap your mind around as far as lifestyle and pay and, and my mentors that are like in this world that I didn't even know existed and I'm having paychecks that I'm like holy shit 
you know, I can remember so many times we would go to happy hour, right? I work for myself now. Cool. Like, and, and I did have a very fuck you mindset to my old boss, right? Like I didn't have any problems driving by the old place. Cause it's right there where I got fired from and flipping them off in my brand new Escalade. Like I, <laughs> it was redemption, you know, like yeah. damn, I made it like you couldn't hire me. I had such a come up story. So we would celebrate. I celebrated everything and I celebrated everything champagne and it would get out of control and it came to a point where I realized that I had so many people watching me and my comeback stories there were so many different components to this I was making a lot of money and with that is great but you will not continue to make a lot of money if you are not respectable okay so I have all of these people looking up to me and my first like getaway with my company I was shit-faced and like I think back now like what an embarrassment like then I think what a waste of money and then what a waste of my days um, it wasn't every day but even once a week if you were literally surrendering that to a drunken stupor then you're talking about a day of regret a day of hangover and then guess what my kids are watching so it was um, actually one morning I woke up and I had been blocked out drunk the night before googling things on my phone um, that alarmed me about my mental health and I thought what is going on like this is not okay I want to be alive I want to be here like what like I have everything I ever needed but it didn't matter I, I wasn't happy on the inside I still had that fuck you mindset and I needed to grow way past that like like my success spoke for itself my comeback story speaks for itself I didn't need to have this f you balls to the wall lifestyle of getting drunk partying and having bottle service okay um I got online and I googled alcoholism because I thought well I'm not drunk every day and I'm not, you know, it's not impeding my performance. It's not, I mean, I'm still making money. I could probably make more, but I thought, well, this isn't really a problem. And I didn't realize there are different kinds of alcoholics. And my dad is an alcoholic and he will, but he will tell you he's not because he doesn't drink all day, every day. Right. But now I know he is, he drinks a lot. He drinks enough to where it impedes his mental stability. Um, so I started reading this and I thought, holy shit, this is what I do. I binge drink. And even if it's once a week, if you lose control when you binge drink, it's a problem. And that was when I was like, okay, something's got to change. I will tell you the hardest part was my friends loved drunk Courtney. Drunk Courtney was so fun. My husband loved drunk Courtney. And really oh, like the buzz. I know. I was going to say, I, I have a party. Yep. There's a party Amy, that doesn't, yeah. Yeah, like he's Don't like, wild things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's like going, wait a minute, like you're so fun when you've had a, too much to drink. And I'm like, yeah, no. Um, and he was like, you don't have a problem. And I said, no, I do. Like I went on three Uber rides that I don't remember last night and our kids were here. Like, this is a huge problem. You don't even understand how big of a problem this is for me. And I just woke up one day and I said, I'm not drinking anymore. I said, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, I'm just not. It was December of 2000 and I always forget 18. I have it tattooed on me now because like I am a false to the wall person and I'm not going to let myself down. And 
I knew that I just couldn't. I have anxiety. I do have anxiety. I don't bleed whenever I have anxiety, but I do have anxiety. And it would just like totally like F me up the next day. I'd have that hangover and then I'd have anxiety. And should I drink or should I take a Xanax? And, you know, like just, it was just gross. It was so many other things for people. You know, yes. with my clients who drink a lot on Friday night, they wake up Friday night at 2 a.m. full of anxiety, heart racing. Oh, yes. then the next day they don't feel good, so they can't stick to their meal plan because they need carbs to get the sick feeling away. And so it kind of, you know, it can trickle into so many other things. Oh, arguments, you don't know why you started, so many different things, you know. Yeah, and it's, and I think in society today too, it's become more norm to drink and over, you know, I have had my bouts where I have gone years. So I did the 30 day cause I woke up one day and I was same thing. I was like, what am I doing? And I said, okay, if I can't go 30 days without a drink, then I do, I need to get, you know, and then I went 30. I'm like, well, I feel really good. Then I went 90. And then I went, I went almost two years. Remember Penn, like I came come to the boat and I could be around it. Totally yep. fine. It makes other people uncomfortable. I didn't know how to process that. You were great by not having any drinks. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not as fun, but I can drive you guys home. I drove people (laughs) everywhere. I literally was like, call me anytime because there's been times where I know I've gotten behind the wheel and I shouldn't have, you know, like, it's just one of those things. And I'm like, I think, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's like, you're not the norm and you're not saying it's okay. It's okay to do what you do. Like, I don't like. That was part. Yeah. part is I there was a very short amount of time after I got sober where I didn't know how to act and I was very awkward and then whenever my friends were wasted around me I was like I don't want to judge them like oh my god I do not want to judge them but I couldn't I can be around alcohol but I can't be around like people pretty much that act like I used to right and but then I'm like god they put up with my ass so much I owe them for life but I just found um that I actually am fun sober. I actually can dance sober and you can sing sober and you can laugh sober. And you know, now it does not bother me. In fact, whenever we vacation with a lot of our friends, we were in Mexico recently and we were at a club and there was bottle service. Um, in champagne, we had a lot to celebrate. I didn't drink. My friends did. And their husbands were like, Oh my God, is Courtney wasted? And they're like, Courtney's sober. And they're like, (laughs) she's sober and she's dancing like she doesn't care and they're like yeah they were like that is so cool um and I just realized it's only awkward for you it it truly is um you just gotta own it man if that's what you want to do and if it's not that's your business but for me I had to quit I had to quit and that is whenever my career that I have now catapulted I mean it went insane. We grew by millions of dollars. And I don't think you have to be sober to have a million dollar empire. But I'm going to tell you, I would not have a million dollar empire if I was still drunk, Courtney. There's no way in hell. Um, I opened up conference last year. You know, it's funny. You were like, uh, Tara, you were like, if you speak on stages, one of the things they said is I got nervous, I would bleed and I couldn't talk. Right. Like those were the things. And so I opened up in front of like 22,000 people conference and I owned that shit. And I was like, I'm sober. And that was probably the biggest pivotal moment in my career because I lost that FU attitude to like, that's so much like resentment yeah. to I don't like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares? Like you made it, you were in a different universe than 
you were when you hit rock bottom. You have literally recreated your world. And I think that's so important that when people, when women have lost themselves and they have recreated themselves, there has to be a point where you don't forget where you come from, but you slam the door on resentment. Yes. Um, or it will, eat you. it will eat you and it will cause you to and behave it. in ways that you don't want to behave. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. But it's yep. a journey. It's a journey. You know, I've, I've had loss and I've had to make separations from things and, you know, then you're not supposed to leap right to zero resentment and all that. This is a process and it's growth and yes. everybody gets there in their time. You know what I mean? For but sure. I, I definitely relate to that, what you just said there. That was wow. amazing, girl. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome to talk to you. Um, okay. So where can people find you, Courtney? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram and it is at SoberCourt, S-O-B-E-R-K-O-U-R-T. And then um, Facebook is just Courtney Glaser. That's G-L-A-S-E-R. Um, and I will say that is where I've grown my entire empire. Like my, even the, the CEO of our company is like, Oh, don't you get out and about? I'm like, no, like <laughs> I love, I'm a homebody. I'm an extrovert that loves my routine, loves my comfort zone. Um, and I've built everything online. And I have my biggest thing to tell people is like, don't ever let anybody make you like niche down or think that you're too old for this or no, that's not your I don't know. Like you can do whatever the hell you put your mind to. I say there's like two things that I can't do. Right. If you battled me, one would be, I'll never be a professional athlete just because like, I'm just not. And number two would be, I can't sing like professionally, anything else, bring it on. I can learn it. If I don't know how to do it, I can learn it. And I hope that other women feel like that. Like you want to be a photographer, go grow your skill set. You want to learn to cook? You want to be a blogger? Like what? You want to own a boutique? My sister's a college graduate who walked out of her job. I should interview her. She's freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> okay. She does not marketing, which blows my mind. I'm like, you hoe. Like she <laughs> amazing Instagram. And my team is always like, what is wrong? Why won't your sister join? I'm like, dude, don't even go there. But she owns an online boutique and that's her love. And she was a teacher. She literally had a mental breakdown last year and left her career, like left, went on FMLA, resigned. And now she's home with her two babies and she has built an empire in a boutique. So do whatever you want to freaking yes. do. Like we got one life to live. Yep. That's yep. my motto. That's what I say all the time. And I think too, like it was kind of skipped over a little bit, but you're, you were, and I was like in my head, like I was highlighting what you were saying, <laughs> but you were like, live in a, in a faith filled mindset for receiving abundance. Like, like that's huge. Like your story, like that is, if you listen again, like that's where your, your mindset changed and the power of that is immense. And, and like that part is so important that I just felt it needed to be repeated. <laughs> like that's no, huge. One of my things, like if I ever do write a book, which y'all give me a lot of ideas now, I'm like, I'm gonna go read it. <laughs> um, is bulletproofing. And so I teach my team that bulletproofing does not mean that negativity doesn't exist or that lack thoughts do not exist. When you bulletproof something, it's because it's heavily targeted and it's heavily shot at, right? We don't bulletproof bullshit. We bulletproof things that are valuable. And your brain is your number one most valuable asset beyond your skill sets. And 
if you don't bulletproof that, like you have to know your weaknesses. You have to know if the news sets you off, if you have health anxiety, if you money, like does money keep you up at night? All of those things you have to decide to literally be allergic to negativity. Like if you're allergic to peanuts, would you put them in your body? Hell no. So guess what? You're not putting poisonous thoughts. Like my team will screenshot me negativity. And I was like, congratulations. You've just now downloaded bullshit into your phone. Don't screenshot Ooh, me that. I like, like that. People tell me they're like, you're so mean, but I love you so much. And I'm like, because I learned how to have it's uncomfortable yeah. conversations because yeah. I want you to grow. Yep. So, you can't take that truth then. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yep. Awesome stuff, Courtney. Oh, Thanks that was so, so good. Yeah, thank you. So I, we we can travel again. <laughs> we're coming down to Texas. We're coming to Texas. <laughs> I went to Jersey um a couple of years ago um for a Taylor Swift concert, like <laughs> and we were in New York for um so okay, really funny. One of the only friend I have left, the only friend I have left from that career right? She had every reason not to be my friend. She had worked in that district for like 12 years. So for her to still be my friend was very risky. And after everything was said and done, she's like, I don't give a shit. I take her on vacation every single year. I take her family and I pay for it. And I buy her everything I can. Like I buy her Louise. I buy her Gucci because I like, that is the one woman that stood by my side. And the only woman I had women that would realize at trainings when I came back that they were sitting near me and would look at me and get up and go sit at another table. And I was like, cause I mean, I get it. Like people didn't want to be associated with me. And so it's just crazy. That's my one friend. I still have my one Aww. friend. So she's, awesome. I took her to New York. That was the point of that story. I took her and her daughter to New York and I'd hit a really big bonus and we went for like well over a week. I don't even know. Um, and we went to Jersey one day for the Taylor Swift concert and sat in the pit and it was so cool, but yeah, <laughs> I love New Jersey. Yeah, right. So we're going to move into our feel good segment, right? Yep. And we have another thing that we'd like you to play along with us after we finish that. And I have yep. it, I have it today. It's short and sweet, but powerful for me. Um, so Everybody now in hospitals, when you go to the hospital, you have to wear a mask. And so you have to think about all of these people going in and having their babies for the first time. And there are moms pushing with masks on, and there are dads being birth coach partners to their partner with masks on, right? And I think about how much facial expression we do from here down, you know? And my daughter is currently pregnant with twins. Um, and so she's going to all her doctor's appointments by herself right now while her husband waits in the parking lot and they FaceTime. So th this, this really touched me. There was a father um, in Virginia Beach and it was his wife's, it's their first child and he is deaf. And so the way that he mostly communicates is he reads your lips and he wanted to experience with the nurses and his wife this whole process of having their first child together. And if you go on Tank's Good News on Instagram, you will see the picture. Every single nurse put plastic, cut their masks and put plastic so he could see their mouths counting for pushing and doing all of the things so that he could feel fully a part of what was going on because he could not hear. And I'm sure he couldn't hear the baby cry. Think about all those things, right? Yeah, that's awesome. What those nurses did to make that birth experience for him special is incredible. Yeah, so it really is. Oh, my God. People are going above and beyond in these times to make things Yeah, so they are. More. 
Definitely. Labor and delivery nurses and hot, they're, they're these angels that, you know, and I think that's why they're such a coveted position too, because people just, you know, they're, it's a special time, you know, and, and they are, they're, I mean, I remember both of mine vividly, yeah. so, and it's a long time ago. I don't remember a lot of things, but, you know, no, my last amazing. a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Tara's got it freshly in her mind. Yeah, Tara's good. I'm like, no, I'm, wait, no, uh-uh. All right. All right. Let's go around and say what we're grateful for. Who wants to start? Um, I'll start. I am grateful that I stumbled upon Courtney uh, while I was looking at hashtags about sober curious and gray area drinking and listening to your message is even more powerful today. So I'm very grateful that I found you through social media. Yeah, same. I'm grateful you did too. Yeah, right. We wouldn't be sharing and hearing her story. Yeah. Want to go ahead, Sarah? Yeah. um, I have to say that I'm grateful for picking my ass up and for always loving on me because without loving on me and showing up for myself, I wouldn't be able to show up for others. I've had a crazy past few days, which I shared with Amy and Penelope. And, you know, I could say pity me and crawl in a hole and do whatever. I've been there, done that shit way too many effing times. And I've got too many little humans that are, you know, waiting for mama to show up. I've got an incredible husband. I have two incredible business partners and I, I am so proud of myself for wiping off the bullshit and moving forward. So kudos to me for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud you, too, Tara. you are, you are amazing. You always show really up. Are. Thank I you for you guys. You Cause I, you guys allow me to freaking brain dump on you and <laughs> you allow me to, you just, you pour so much love and belief on me and Honestly, without you two, like, you know damn well I'm praying for you guys all the time. Like, <laughs> your heart, thank you so much for bringing them into my life. And I always will always say, like, when I moved to New Jersey, like, my life restarted. You know, and who would think that New Jersey would do such amazing things? You know, I didn't, but it did. A lot of amazing. <laughs> I wanted to leave so bad. <laughs> I'm like, what what is this place? Yeah. Place. <laughs> I grew up here and I moved away, raised Alicia for 16 years in PA moved back and my life completely changed. And I am like, I show up for myself because it's the people that I surround myself with. And if I didn't surround myself with you guys, I just, I love you all. Thank you for kicking myself in the ass and (laughs) telling me to show the up for myself. (laughs) Um, I'm actually super thankful for my neighbor, Joanne. So we, her kids are younger. They moved in the neighborhood. And when, when we first moved in, Um, A lot of like older original owners lived in our neighborhood. So I didn't, you know, I was from the Midwest and then this girl from Pennsylvania moves in across the street and we just hit it off and she had a brand new baby. So of course, you know, I love babies by the way. Um, And I had had Nicholas. um, So he was, he's a couple years older than her. And we have always just connected. We don't hang out a lot, actually really ever. But the second that we, like, we walked yesterday, she was one of the people I ran into on my walk. And I walked away and she looked at me and she's like, you know, it's nice to have someone like you. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Um, she's like, cause we can just talk about anything. And I'm like, you know what? It is nice. We don't hang out. You know, we have a lot of the same interests. So that helps. But to have that relationship with someone that you can literally, like, she literally lives across the street but because lives are, her kids are 10 and eight, mine are 20 and 13. It's just a nice thing, and I'm very grateful for that relationship and to have her across the street. If I ever need anything, like butter and eggs, you know, you do typical, (laughs) but, you know, and the nice walk. So I'm appreciative. 
I'm sure you enlightened her day with your conversations and just knowing that she can walk outside and just immediately be engaged into something. And you, I'm sure you have shifted her mindset in her day in so many ways that she is grateful for you. And I'm sure vice versa. That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have. You don't always find that in neighborhoods. When I see my name come up, they're like, oh shit, what does Tara want now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always asking for butter or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, Courtney, so what are you grateful for? Oh, so I think just like this last month, um, my team um, of women that I surround myself with, like we were hit with a few different things and we literally, like I said, are you committed to leaving people unread that bring you negativity? And we just did $809,000 in sales. And yeah, I'm a numbers girl. And so that's pretty freaking cool because I'm like, there are some like restaurants that don't do that, you know, like it made me feel really great. But beyond that is my girls are winning. My team had, I honestly don't even know how many promotions I thought my phone was going to explode. And the significance of that is way more than money or rank to me. The significance of that is those women had to believe in themselves to experience that and to know that that many women have courage and have confidence and have just that grit um, is overwhelming. Like I said, I have one friend that came that stuck with me in life, you know, uh, so many other women compete and they, they don't have to grow together. And so to watch these women literally rally and grow together as if they were a sports team is just, man, it's overwhelming to my heart to know like there are safe places out there for women um, to yep. grow beside each other. So that was a huge win for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, you know, I bet you, like, I see it in my gym, you know, numbers, weights, but seeing someone believe in themselves for the first time, there's no, like it, it really truly. And then you have all, you know, you're, you're, yeah. Like that's a lot. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. Like I always tell my girls, I'm like, you'll get out of the mindset of like that survival, like we're talking, calling your way to going, I'm here. And guess what? Like I get to bring my hand back and bring everyone with me and through journeys and struggles of hardship. And that's, that feels better than any paycheck, any new car, any new home is being next to someone during their breakthrough in life is so freaking cool. It was so funny when the last way shaker that I ran I, it was the biggest one that I had done financially. What I witnessed with the people in that group every day lit me up so much more than when I looked at what it brought in truly. So I I completely relate to what you're saying. And and I think your message today has been so spot on for it aligned perfectly with, I didn't know what we were going to talk about really, but it just aligned perfectly with our message with inspired purpose and what we want to show other women. So thank you so much. Yes. That was, that was so good. Like we got me fired up. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. 
And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.